Can you do that anytime you want? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just did. But, see, sometimes it, it, it happens when I don't want to. What can I say? You're beautiful. This is just between you and me, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teed up. <laughs> Look at you. Teed up, you're going to be glad that you came to me with this. Yes, because with the right angles, man, we're going to turn this into something monstrous. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Welcome to another new episode. Man, this is three in like a week. It's pretty crazy. So with me today, I have T-Mac Masunas. What's up, girl? What's up? How are you doing? Great. Are you feeling savage today? I don't know. You don't know? It's too early to tell? Yeah. Well, maybe when we get in our discussion, we could talk about some of that savageness that you like to discuss on the STL. Yeah. Good times. So uh, last episode was super fun. Nobody could hear you. That, <laughs> that seems to be a problem when we have Jameson on, but we're going to fix that. So we think we figured out what the problem was. So hopefully the next time you guys hear all three of us, it won't sound like crap. Uh, we had a lot of audio issues and I apologize. This is late in the podcasting game. You shouldn't have audio issues, but sometimes things happen. So Tabitha, today is a special day because today is a day that we discuss the Team Wolf universe. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Very. I'm very excited because originally... This was going to be a talk about the first movie with Michael J. Fox, but then I thought it'd be a good idea to throw in number two. Uh, obviously, we're going to spend most of our time talking part one today, but then we'll discuss part two a little bit, and then we'll get into the series since it's coming to a close, and uh, just an overall funness. Now, I don't have any news that I want to talk about, just because I know that this episode, there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. So how about we get rolling into uh, our first review today, and the first review is the Michael J. Fox classic, quote-unquote. I guess we will find out if that's really true or not. Team Wolf, here we go.
right, guys. So, Teen Wolf. Uh, this movie came out in 1985, and this is uh, this is a comedy, uh, pretty much. And there's a lot of similarities to another movie that I'm going to bring up later on in this review. But uh, this one stars Michael J. Fox. Now, uh, T Mac, what's your history? Even though you've only been on this surf for 15 years, mm -hmm. what is your history with Michael J. Fox? Um, Teen Wolf, Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. Um, that's all I can think of. That's all you can think of? Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Back to the Future series? I like them. You like them? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, do you have a favorite? 1, 2, or 3? The one about how they predicted 2016 and it actually happened. <laughs> Well, that was 2015, but it didn't happen until 2016. That's well, where the Cubs yeah. win the World Series. But uh, good times. All right. So uh, Michael J. Fox is uh, is a lot of people love Michael J. Fox simply for the fact of uh, Back to the Future. But there's a lot of movies that he was in that uh, I've talked about before. Uh, you know, there's this movie called High School USA, which is really fun. It got together a bunch of people from the... Uh, 80s TV shows, everything from uh, Family Matters to uh, Give Me a Break, things like that. It's a really fun B movie. He's in there, but uh, Light of Day is a movie that is one that I've talked about before with Joan Jett. Pretty serious stuff. But Teen Wolf was uh, was in 1985, same year Back to the Future came out. Now I'm pretty sure that uh, the reason he made this first and then made Back to the Future. So they released this after Back to the Future that way they could capitalize because of the star power of Michael J. Fox. Now, Michael J. Fox evidently does not like this movie very much and I tried doing a little bit of research to find out why he doesn't really dig this movie too much, but uh, there's a few other movies that I've played, but you know, you like Stuart Little. He's the voice of Stuart Little. Mm -hmm. So, and then uh, there's the hard way but I don't think you've ever seen that one so we'll have to get you you know we've been doing a John Candy uh, retrospective so I'll have to throw you in some of my favorite Michael J Fox movies because you like Michael J Fox right mm -hmm. okay and Michael J Fox um, are you familiar with what Parkinson's disease is Kinda, yeah, yeah he where he shakes all the yeah. time and that's one of the reasons why you don't see him acting anymore is he's still alive but he got Parkinson's disease and uh, you know he's an advocate for it but it's really cool when you see all the back to the future reunions that he does mm -hmm. with christopher lloyd and stuff it's pretty cool but uh, teen wolf is a movie that uh, i saw probably at your age and i really really enjoyed it because uh, i like basketball that's my favorite sport uh, i'm not really a sports guy anymore but when i was younger that's you know we had basketball we had baseball those were the two that i played so i kind of outgrew sports now I'm kind of in the wrestling, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, but basketball was my thing. So right off the bat, that was great. I like Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. And then I love werewolves. Werewolves is my favorite monsters. You know, Silver Bullet's my favorite werewolf movie. So I'm like, okay, we got three things that I really love. This is something I'm really going to enjoy. So uh, it will, as we discuss part two, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But by part two is when I finally started figuring out of Boy, this is really different. I don't know if it's a good movie or not. So we'll get into that mm -hmm. when we get into part two. But for this one here, this is uh, directed by Rod Daniel. And this movie had 
a budget of only 1.2 million bucks, which is really cheap. They wanted to make a movie as fast as possible, as cheap as they could, and they made 80 million bucks off of it. One thing I love about this movie is the music, the sound, the soundtrack in this movie, uh, the actual score, the stuff that they play when he's transforming, you know, when he's transforming, mm-hmm. the little do 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 do, you know, the little synthesizer stuff because it's mm-hmm. simple stuff from like Halloween, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween. We love that movie. We love the score. So I love the score in this movie and the music. There's so many great songs in this movie, which we'll talk about. So essentially, uh, kind of starting off in the beginning here, um, the movie has this really cool opening. It's just all black. You got the really cool music going. And then it it starts off with Michael J. Fox's face as he's dripping sweat and everything's kind of going in slow motion. And of course, this will be foreshadowing for the end of the movie because he's at the free throw line and he's not a very good basketball player. Mm -mm. And he misses at the free throw line, which will kind of when you get to the end of the movie, you'll be like, okay, well, he missed it in the beginning as Scott Howard. He never misses as the wolf. So is he going to miss at the end of the movie? So that's kind of why I like the beginning and end so much is because mm-hmm. they're the exact, you know, it's the same scene, but di- everything that's played out through the movie, it all goes into play. So then you have your your red team, which I swear to God, there's a scene on in this movie where one of the guys on the red team is Ben Affleck, which would be AKA the new Batman. Yeah. He's younger. But I tried looking for him, but I missed him. But I swear I've seen him before. But our main villain of the movie is called Mick. Uh, Mick oh. uh, Mick is a big douchebag. Uh, <laughs> he is played by Mark Arnold. And uh, he's a jerk, but he's a really good jerk. Now, uh, I don't want to talk about part two too much. But would you definitely say that the bad guy in this movie is better than the bad guy in part two? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, he is just... He's a foe, uh, he's a jerk, and uh, he just has that evil-looking face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A very punchable face. Very punchable face, very good. And the first line out of him is, you guys suck, you know, which is true. And I like when, again, the countdown goes down and he shoots and he misses. And I like all the background stuff you hear in this movie, like, nice try, you know, <laughs> like, because uh, I think... The holy S part. Oh, that was part two. Okay, the holy oh, crap part. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of stuff in the background we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about... Um, now, here's a rule uh, when discussing this movie. You, I know you love this series, but we need to uh, review this movie as its own thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Separate the show and just talk about the movie as it is, and then we'll compare and contrast... Uh, the series when we get to the series at the end of the episode okay okay Mm -hmm. so let's talk about styles now uh getting the the styles we we love and adore out of our heads we're dealing Mm -hmm. with the styles in the movie okay Mm -hmm. uh now this styles he is i would say he's scott's best friend but he's kind of a kind of a selfish jerk off friend would you what what's your thoughts on styles at least that's my thoughts so what do you think about the styles of this movie well he's cool and um i'm not allowed to say this word so i can't say that word but yeah you can come up with another word no i can't uh okay you You know how we referred to people that one person goes to jail i said so why aren't you in jail yeah 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 that person okay well we know mick is a douche so Mm -hmm. you would say styles is as well not as big but like a jerk one 
Okay. Yeah. Well, you said he was cool, but he's also a jerk. Yes. Okay. Uh, explain how this is the case. Because he only wants Scott for the wolf in most of the movie, and then he's cool because like I don't know, he's just cool. Well, <laughs> he would be the one person I want to hang out with, but I punch him in if he got me mad. Okay. I mean, he is a, he is a friend because they're obviously hanging out in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just he uses Scott because yeah. he, he Styles thing is he wants to be accepted and he wants to be popular. He wants to be popular. Okay, and that's established because he spends the first half of the beginning of the move, the, the the beginning of the movie, trying to be cool and get a keg of beer. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he he want he thinks he's the only person that could pull it off. <laughs> sure. And he thinks if he brings a keg of beer to the big party that's going to be happening, he's going to be even more popular. He'll be popular and he'll be cool. So then when Scott becomes the wolf, he's like T W. You know, this is going to be great. You know, I'll take care of everything. So he is a good friend, mm-hmm. but he he's the wrong kind of friend because yeah. he, he uses you to make himself better. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, that's not what a real friend really is. No. So unfortunately, the styles of this movie is uh, he's likable. He is very likable. Yeah, definitely. He, he's funny. He's got awesome shirts. What are you looking at? You know. Uh, all this stuff was What's all. What's that one shirt that he has? Uh, which one? The the, the, the black shirt that he wears in class. It yeah. says, "What are you looking at, Dick Nose?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved it in the '80s. That stuff was all blocked out. Uh, so Styles is uh, he's cool, but he's a jerk. Yes. Uh, and then we get uh, you know, you have uh, we get introduced to our team after they lose. We you know we get chubby. Which is uh, Mark Holton, which we've seen a lot of him this week because he's in Team Wolf 1. He's one of the only people to come back in Team Wolf 2. And we will be talking about him next episode when we do Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's a big jerk-off in that movie, but he's very likable in these two movies. Mm -hmm. He's very funny. Uh, In fact, I think he's he's even more likable in Part 2 than he is in this one, Mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, So I definitely enjoy the chubby character. He's very fun, very cool. And Michael J. Fox, uh, which would be Scott Howard, is has a very good relationship with Chubby. Likes to make fun of him. I thought you were on a diet and pull stuff out of his locker, <laughs> which is a really funny scene. But let's talk about the coach. So the coach. Oh, God. Okay. So the coach is definitely a person who makes no sense. He gives you all these crazy stories. And then he's like... In his locker scene, he starts giving him, like, these three rules, and then he goes, then everything will be cream cheese. <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't understand. Well, he says that one later about yeah. <laughs> the cream cheese, but he's just like, you know, oh, Scott, you know, come in my office. You know, I'm here for you. And he's like, I'm going through, you know, he's like, I, I got problems. He goes, oh, look, I got problems. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, he tells him, he welcomes him in and then says, look, I got problems. And then when he says, I'm going through changes, oh, don't worry about that. We all go through that, you know. And then he starts telling the story about this kid who wanted to be a basketball player but had his mom with the limp. Uh, with the with the limp. And he's like, well, what happened to the kid? I don't know. Hmm. He's a third stringer. Well, coach, I'm a first stringer. Yeah. And I should be coming to you when I got problems. And it's like he reverses the situation. So the coach is he's funny, but he's stupid. 
And every time, every scene you see coaching, he's always eating something. Like the first scene, <laughs> he man, he's eating a box of KFC. Go, go give then... me some salt. Salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's eating KFC. He's eating he's those like eggs. Eggs, and then I think he's eating gum in the last one. Yeah, he, every, he he's always, always has got something, something in his mouth. mouth. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the person that I love the most. Uh, the most per- the person I love the most is obviously Scott, Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. Scott Howard. Number two would be his dad. Uh, his dad is oh, su- his dad's super cool. Super cool. Uh, his dad is, uh, what is his name? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we got Scott. Ho- oh, Harold Howard played by James Hampton. So originally he was cast to be the the vice principal so thank god that didn't happen oh. but uh one cool thing is is that the director and michael j fox always thought that this was a movie not about a werewolf but about a father and son which is very cool because that's how i look at the karate kid it's not a movie about karate it's about a movie about a kid with a surrogate dad because he doesn't have one so i definitely see that connection he's very understandable and you can tell that he knows that scott's going to become a werewolf and Mm -hmm. he wants to talk to him about it especially he's like dad have you ever seen something that was so weird he's like i think you and i should have a talk and then when styles walks in he's like hey styles nice shirt he doesn't even look but he knows what his shirt says Mm -hmm. and i love when he's like hey do you know if there's a rash going around? No, but you know the guy, the shop teacher? He got his dick stuck in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't know why, but I've always Every loved it. Every time you see Stas, he's always got something funny to say. Yeah. Do. Now, then the Surfing USA scene on top of the truck is very cool. The only problem with this scene is they pass by the same business twice. They really? pa- Yeah, they pass by this uh, donut place. They pass by it twice. So, obviously, it was edited, you know, bad but it's okay you know it's the 80s it was only a million bucks they had to recycle some footage but the 80s that was 70 years ago oh boy can we not quote grown-ups for one episode please i don't know all right well we got to make that a you got to make that a habit of not doing that oh, sorry. <laughs> and so scott's dad very cool uh there's a lot of great scenes in that movie but uh setting up the party we have uh, Styles on top of the truck, which is very cool because we finally got the keg because Styles can't get the keg. But the first time we really see Scott being the werewolf is when he goes up to the old guy who the old guy, he's very nice to all the old people. But yeah, the moment the kids assume, come in, he's, he's got like, the newspaper. What do you want? You know, and, and he's like, ID son. And then he goes, give me a keg of beer. Yeah, that was very cool. And then it looked like he like pooped himself or something and he it ran did, and got the it? check. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I like it. It's a nice, simple effect. Now, red eyes in the TV show means you're a true alpha. So, or just an alpha. Or an alpha. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. In this See? Show. Now you're taking us to the same <laughs> And uh, so we get the cake of beer. They get to the party. And I like when Styles comes in thinking, did I come through for you or what? Yeah, just put it over yeah. there. If we don't we'll drink it, it, you can take yeah. it home. And then his face is He's just like, like ugh. disappointment. Like he comes in think, thinking like, I'm going to rule this place. I even brought the keg of beer. And then as soon as he gets in there, his face just goes from happiness to disappointment. Now, when I was your age, I always thought it was called a cake of beer, because that's what it sounds like. Give me a cake of beer. I'm like, I know. that doesn't make any sense. Why would you want a cake of beer? And but keg is what it's actually called. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had it wasn't until I got older where I'm like, what are they saying? Oh, 
keg, not cake. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, even as a kid, I was like, cake of beer. That makes no sense. So it, you heard it too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It must be a kid thing, I guess. All right. So there's this really, uh, the big party scene happens and you were like, dad, have you ever been to a party like this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. And you're like, oh, I'd like to go to a party like this. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> There's a lot of bad things that happen at parties like this, though. And what makes me mad is, like, when you first see the scene, there's these two people on the floor getting whipped cream on. And then the same time that they do that again, it's the exact same people, pretty much. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It's the, it's the first scene you see that Styles is doing because he's the he's doing all the party like the stuff. the host or something. Right. And then they go to Chubby, get in the Jello from the girl, and then after Scott and Booth, uh, with Booth, Booth, oh I love B O Booth, uh, when Scott and Booth are in the closet, uh, then after that they're back on the floor again. I'm like, what is that? Why is that there again? So let's talk about Booth. Uh, I love Booth. She's very. I really really like her. Mm-hmm. Now this is very classic '80s story where you have the guy who has the dream girl like the barbie doll and then the one that actually loves him he doesn't like exactly uh it's the some kind of wonderful thing where his best friend Mm -hmm. in this case she's not a tomboy but boof is his best friend they grew up together Mm -hmm. and and she loves she really does love scott for who he actually is not just for the wolf and scott scott loves boof but in not in a, a best friend way. in a best friend way, right? And he thinks that he can go after Pamela Wells. Now let's talk about the. Oh, okay. The, okay, Pamela Wells is definitely better than the two horrible chicks in Part Two. Oh, definitely. Those two girls in Part Two are so terrible. I don't even know how they got in the movie. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The such bad acting. They literally didn't smile once. They very rarely smile. No, the blonde smile, it's just when she opened her mouth. Yeah, she uh, was just... I may have to dance with you, but well, I, don't I don't have, have to, to talk, talk to you. you. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. Ugh. God. Jameson, we need to add this chick to our list of terrible actresses. I mean, like, the number one. I'm serious, man. I mean, she's utter trash. Ugh. But at least Pamela Wells is... Uh, I mean, she does play the perfect biatch right yeah definitely um she she does have a pretty face so i can see why scott wants to go after her but clearly the the thing that isn't clear in the movie is you know that her and mick are together Mm -hmm. and then as soon as scott becomes the wolf she wants to be you know with the wolf with the wolf not scott and then and then at the bowling alley she looks at mick and just Evidently, if you read on uh, IMDb, she did that to make Mick jealous, but it's not really established in the movie. It was more like she wanted to be with Scott just because he's the wolf and everybody mm-hmm. loves him kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, obviously after their... And she wanted to be more popular than she already was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Boof is great. Love her. Um, I, I like all the characters in this movie, even the bad people. They do a really good job of being the per, the character that they're supposed to be. 
So the vice principal, oh, oh, this guy's terrible, but he's really good at being the bad guy. So mm-hmm. I de- I enjoy all the characters. I mean, would you say that the people that you don't like, you don't like because they did a really good performance or you don't like because they were just terrible at their acting? Like part two, those two girls oh. are terrible because not their character, acting. their acting is terrible. But in this movie, everybody is solid. They so. all play like their part, but I don't like them because they're the bad guys. Right, exactly. So after so after the the party scene, Scott scratches Booth. He goes home, and I love the music that plays for the transformation, and he starts to change. Pretty cool change scene, I mm-hmm. would say. I, you know, it definitely doesn't rate up there with the American Werewolf. And, oh, that, and Lon- that transformation scene was good and kind of scary. Yeah, uh, the yeah that transform that's considered the best transformation scene ever. So, and mm-hmm. I would agree with that statement. But this was a solid one. They're not trying to go too crazy. I mean, you only have a million dollar budget, but very solid. And I like when he opens the door. His dad's a werewolf. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Like his dad expected, he was like. Son, open the door. Yeah. Scott Howard, this is your father. You open the door right now. Okay, Dad, you asked for it. And then he's trying to... And then Scott made it seem like he would be scared, but he really wasn't. He was like, I knew this was coming, son. Yeah. Now, here's the, there's the thing Here's the thing I don't like. The following scene uh, is daytime, and they're in the kitchen, and they're clearly saying something that has no oh. matching with the lips. I hate when that happens because you can never make out what they're really saying. Obviously, it's edited over after they filmed it. But I really want to know what Me they too. were saying in that scene, you know. And this movie... Because I never caught it until the night we watched it. I'm like, they aren't even saying the right words. <laughs> right. And uh, that's when they were talking about, you know, werewolves are pretty much people like anybody else. And... Uh, it was a good conversation, another good father-son conversation. And by the end of it, he's like, I got to go. And he's like, oh, that went well. So then we get into the school and we kind of get a fun montage of the word wolf. Now, this is something I did as a kid, which is pretty embarrassing. I love this movie so much. I watched it all the time. And I would pretend I was a werewolf at school. So, like, I know, right? It's stupid. Like, I'd sit there and... I, I did this scene where he hits the books and he goes, ah, chew like that. <laughs> I, you do that? I played that scene. Yeah, I really did that. Did I you played... get in trouble for it? Yeah, I did. So, <laughs> How <laughs> not, much trouble? Uh, not too much. But there was just some times where I really loved the movie so much I would actually play it out in my lo- real life. It was crazy. So that's one of the scenes that I did. I would so uh, Because I just love the whole wolf, you know, montage of stuff. That was pretty it's cool. Re- one of my favorite scenes in the school is when he, yeah, he drops the books and goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> no, I love when he goes down the hallway and he just slips yes. and slides. So, and, <laughs> and I, I really think that was Michael J. Fall. Fox that did that. So. That was really funny. Yeah. Like how he was about to stumble and fall. And then um, in my head, I was singing the tripping, stumbling song. I don't know how it goes. Tri- tripping, stumbling song. What song I, is that? It goes like tripping, oh, stumbling, oh. Mm. It's by um Fergie, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just singing that line in oh. my head, and then you like, got me tripping, stumbling. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I know yeah, what song I was singing. About. That, okay. And then as soon as he fell, it was hilarious. That yeah. Was uh. Okay. So then we get the dude in the bathroom who's tagging things up. 
And he goes downstairs, don't change, don't change. The vice principal comes in. He's like, you wouldn't have a marker on you, would you? He's like, no, sir. Uh, but show the, me your hands. Yeah, show me your hands. But the halls were wet. And I thought he said when I was a kid, I thought my hands were wet. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you tell him your hands are wet when he knows that your hands are wet? But he says the halls are wet. So, so then we get the, um, you know, Scott goes home. Boof and his dad playing basketball. They're mm-hmm. laughing a lot. You really don't know what they're talking about, but you can tell that he's trying to tell her that, you know, Scott is going through some hard times and you need to talk to him because only you can get to him. And that's when you get the really nice, cool moment of them talking about them running away, but they couldn't cross they the street. They couldn't cross the street. And, like, I love how they said it at the same time, like, because we couldn't cross the street. And then, like, because they had to keep going around the block. Right. And it establishes that, you know, they've been friends ever since they've been kids, but how much that they really do care for each other. And when she says, you know, if there's anything you want to talk about, anything at all, you know, I'm here. He's, I'll understand. And he goes, not this time, boo. So then we get the big basketball scene, and uh, it's pretty cool. The transformation happens now. Did you notice this? Every time Scott's a werewolf, he grows two feet. No. You know why, don't you? Or Okay. So there's two people playing the wolf. Every time that there's basketball scenes, mm-hmm. it's somebody else. And he's obviously taller than Michael J. Fox. Because Michael J. Fox is not a very tall guy. He's probably the same height as you. So wow, that's he, short. He's very short. So he grows two feet almost <laughs> whenever he's the werewolf because somebody else is playing him. So if you pay attention, especially look at the face, it does not look like him at all. And and you're like, man, he's really good at basketball. Well, there's a reason for it that because it's a real is a basketball player that they got to dress up as a werewolf. So, and uh, I love I love the music that is just played during all the basketball scenes. There, this soundtrack is fantastic. This is one of my favorite soundtracks from the '80s. I love it. Unfortunately, I don't own it, but luckily it's on YouTube and I can download it and all as well. So, and my cats are acting stupid. So, huh. I was just about to say the line, but I stopped myself. <laughs> so uh, so after we get that, everybody first freaks out. But when they see that he can play basketball, the team's like, yeah, all right, this is awesome. And it's pretty cool because he is actually a team player in this beginning montage, which is pretty awesome. And they, they win their first game. I think it's the first game they won in years, which is why they all celebrate. And they go and they do the beer and he gets it all over what's-her-face and uh, Mick, for somebody, Pamela? yeah, Pamela, for Mick, who supposedly has Pamela as his girlfriend, he sure lets her stray a lot. He just lets her go. He doesn't even say anything to her about going. Talk- right. She could probably go get some disease and then give it to Mick. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be the one that's going to have to go to the doctor and all that stuff. Right. We don't want to talk about STDs. Yeah, that's what I was talking yeah. about. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry kids and uh so after that after the awesome school montage of him just hanging out in the school you see him getting good grades he's popular with the dancers he spins mm. out which is very cool the print the vice principal kind of gives him a warning because the first time he changed the vice principal he freaked out and the and obviously if you've seen the movie before you know it's because his dad scared the hell out of him, and when he saw he saw Scott do become the werewolf again, it brought back all those memories. That's why he was hiding behind the bleachers. But after he realized that he could kind of overpower Scott, then that's when he went up to him in the school and like, "You may think you're a big shot, but I'm still number one around here," you know. 
Uh, and then after that, after we get the awesome school montage, we get the play. Now you Wait, wanted and to. And then you, doesn't doesn't he like fix his tie and say that looks nice today or something oh, yeah. like that? He goes, "You look good in that." And then that's <laughs> when he does the spin up. Now the play scene. There's something you you told me you wanted to talk about. Okay, so after the whole play scene and like she's getting changed out of her costume, and then Scott walks in. And then she's like, we're one big happy family here. And then, like, she starts going all on Scott. What did that mean? She was doing it with her brother then? What do you mean? Okay, she said, we're all one big happy family here. So now I mean that they're brother and sister in the play. So then, technically, wouldn't she be... All right. I see what you're... where coming from? I see where you're coming from. What she's trying to... She's trying to get him not to leave the room when she takes off her clothes. And she's like, oh, we're just all one big happy family. Like, this is something we all do is get undressed in front of each other. So that was her way of trying to keep him there. And then obviously, you know, she wants the werewolf. And then she she got what she wanted. So and then why is there a boy's changing room and a girl's changing room? Yeah, why not a boy and girl changing obviously. room? Obviously. So and then uh, we get the we get the bowling scene, which Mick is there. And that's when you you find out the true intentions because, you know, she's looking over at him. She's trying to make him jealous. But the thing is, is that when he gets pissed off, comes up to him and basically says he killed his mom. We have no idea if this is true or not because they never get into it. I think it's just his way of getting under his skin because he knows that Scott's mom is dead. Uh, and he just makes it sound like he killed her and pisses him off and that's he did, when he should be in jail for right, murder right which obviously he didn't but it's just a way to make him mad but this is where we find out pamela's real true uh character when he's like well what about your dressing room what about it she goes you know mick is my boyfriend and that's when he realizes okay this chick is not the girl for me so that's when scott finally wakes up and smells the coffee she's just a hashtag s it's true um yeah you did you did mention that, uh, you know, what's that? She's that person that sleeps around with other people. That's what she is. And uh, she's just a big ass. And I'm like, yes, it's true. Uh, so then we get the, uh, the what is this? Uh, the high school dance, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And you love this scene because of him getting ready. You laughed hysterically. Tell the people why you love this scene so much. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? This is where he's putting on the suit. He's oh, got yeah. the hair dryer. So he's got the hair dryer. He just makes the funniest faces. He's like, ah, with a big mouth open and his face coming out everywhere. Just his face. It's really funny. Yeah, because people can't actually see the the face that you're making. But uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but there, you like it because the way his face looks. You're yeah, like, the way he's just smiling. It's really funny. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you're like he's enjoying that way too much. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um. But I really dig this dance scene. Here's why. Here's a problem I have in movies, is choreography, dance choreography mm. of like where everybody knows the same freaking dance. I'm okay with it, and she's all that because Usher says everybody do that dance I taught you. You know, it was like that one line cleared up the whole. Everybody knows the dance, okay? But typically in in teenage dance movie or. In teenage movies, there's a dance scene. There, mm -hmm. Everybody always knows the dance. Now, like in Can't Buy Me Love, that was all cool because he was teaching everybody or he was doing the move and everybody was just following him, which was cool. 
that's what I like about this scene is that Scott starts doing a dance that's pretty simple and people start catching on. So I was totally cool with this dance scene because I do love, obviously, dance choreography, mm -hmm. but it needs to make sense. Right. I hate the movies where everybody just starts doing this. Like, for example, part two in the freaking part, uh, the party, everybody's doing this stupid dance during uh, Do You Love Me? I'm like, yeah. where the hell did they learn that dance from? Right. You know, so part two's dance is ridiculous versus this dance is awesome because it's a pretty simple dance. And Scott was Boof was doing it. And then after that, everybody else was doing it. And the music is awesome. You know, Big Bad Wolf. I just I love everything. And Boof's thing is that she wanted to go to dance, but only with Scott. Scott's, Not with the wolf. Right. And Scott's like, look, I'm tired of being average. Everybody expects the wolf. He goes, will you at least dance with me once? And she goes, yeah, of course. And finally, after she does the dance, she takes him out and gets Scott back by giving him a kiss. And she goes, I just want Scott for a half hour. And then, unfortunately, we get the big scene, the big drama scene. Oh, this is when I really wanted to jump through the screen and just pick making the punch Mick yeah, in the face. because Mick comes up, punches Scott, and says, you know, stick with your own kind freak like that little tramp. And that's when he gets mad, as he should, and he rips his shirt. He doesn't do that much damage. Now, there's... Yeah, it's not like he had cut marks all over himself. He right. He just ripped his shirt. He just ripped his shirt, but he knew that he could have done more damage. And mm -hmm. that's when you get Thorn that's threatening, that says, look, you're out of this school, and then good old dad comes to the rescue and says, leave my son alone, and he pees his pants. Now, um, when I was a kid, they would play this on TV a lot. Mm -hmm. And during that time, due to commercials, they you know they would air it for two hours, but the movie isn't very long, so they added some scenes to the movie. So you haven't seen those yet, but there's one scene in particular that I want to talk about. Okay. Some of the scenes that got added were just like Styles going to the very first drugstore to get a keg and he got kicked out and says, oh, that didn't work in the movie either. Another one is after um, Scott walks Boof and uh, she's like, you know, I'll understand. He's like, not this time. Mm -hmm. He walks home and there's a bunch of dogs that chase after him. And when he gets to his house, Daisy, who would be Barney or Einstein from Back to the Future, comes to the rescue and starts barking at the dogs and then the dogs start barking at him and they take off and you find out that that dog never liked scott until he became a werewolf and then they would they were hanging out the whole movie so the dog was in the in various cut scenes more and more but they never show that but i love the fact that a lot of the houses in this movie are from back to the future which mm -hmm. is pretty cool it's all in the same block um but the scene is is right after he leaves the dance and he goes home. His dad comes home and Scott's out on the porch and he's petting Daisy. And he goes, looks like she finally likes you. He goes, yeah, she loves me. We're best friends. That's when he has the talk with his dad about how he's never going to be the werewolf again. Because you know how he just randomly just says, you know, I'm done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, he goes, look, dad, I could have I killed him and I can't let that happen. And his dad says, you know, one day you'll be the wolf again and you'll know when to use it. But, you know, you're basically doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. That's when he he's made the decision that night and he tells his dad. But in the movie, they cut that out, which is the one scene I wish they would have left in because it would have it would have just mm -hmm. it would have been a smoother transition. Do they have that like on deleted scenes? Uh, no. If you go on YouTube, some guy recorded it 
and uh, I can show it to you. It's okay. not very good auto quality, but you know, you get a good idea of what happened. So I'll show that to you afterwards. Okay. So basically he's made the decision that he's not going to be the wolf anymore. The championship game is in four hours. Styles is like, look, man, uh, you know, and, and the team hates him and he realized he was a jerk because when he was the wolf, he started stealing the ball from the team members and mm -hmm. the team just kind of went up against Scott. And that's when uh, he walks in and everybody wanted the wolf except his dad and him. And he's like, guys, look, it doesn't matter how we got here. We're here. This scene is great because I love this song. We're going to win in the end. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the music in this movie? I liked it. Uh, do you have a favorite song that out of all the music that you heard do you have a favorite song mm, not really not really yeah. like i like them all you like them all mm -hmm. i really like this song that they play we're gonna win in the end you know because they're they're, they're losing big time yeah it's like 30 something to like 11 yeah what changes things is when scott says look you know we're gonna play as a team and it's not till scott gives the ball to chubby shoot it fat boy and he makes the shot <laughs> And, and then he turns around and goes, Yeah, huh. but by, by Chubby making the first shot and seeing that Scott gave him the ball, that's when they start working as a team. And they come back and they start slaughtering the other team, which is pretty awesome. I love this scene. Um, it's great because there's a lot of basketball mistakes. So it's a really true, it feels real to me because there's a lot of missing shots that the other guys will come in and take care of. And it's a really fun scene. Plus I love this song. So it helps build it up. And Mick is fouling people like crazy. I know. I love, like, I love that scene where, um, Scott says to Mick, he's like, it's okay. You know, he goes, why are you smiling? He goes, it's okay, because when we're fouling, you're out of here. I know, which is really great. because Always then, stick up to bullies. Because then he, he, Mick literally stops in his tracks and looks down, and he's like, oh, he's right. So then we get the very reminiscent of the beginning of where the clock is coming down, but it's not a slow motion. He goes, and he's going to do the final shot, and he gets fouled, and that was it. Mick gets fouled out, but because of that, because he got fouled, um, that's why he got to do the free throws because that's in basketball. If you get fouled, uh, then you get your two shots. And it just so happened that there was no time left. So because they were only down by uh, by one point. No, by two. No, by one because the first shot tied them. The second shot won them the game. So they were only down by one point because if Scott, oh. if Scott would have made the basket, they would have won. But because he got fouled out he went to the free throw line so he had to make both shots if he only made one they would have just went in overtime no big deal but if scott could nail both shots they would win and that's what would make it awesome so what i love about the ending here is the fact of it's back to the beginning to where it's slow-mo but the question so is is he going to use the werewolf to win the game or is he going to be himself that's what i really really loved about the mm -hmm. ending of it what were you going to say like so did did he already know how to play basketball? Because for when it was the wolf playing basketball, or somebody else. But did, um, like, Michael J. Like, did Michael actually know what he was doing? Yeah, I, Michael J. The stuff that he did. I mean, it's all choreographed. You you know if you're supposed to make this shot or if you're not supposed to make this shot. You know, so uh, whether he was a good basketball player or not, they they can make you look good in a movie or they can make you look bad in a movie. Mm -hmm. But. The point is, is that um, 
Scott always knew he could make every shot if he was the werewolf, but that's not the case if he's by if he's himself. And I really enjoy the fact of was he going to be the werewolf at the end and he decided he was going to stick to his guns and not do it. He was going to be himself. And that's what happened. And he won the game. And I love how What's-Her-Face decides, oh, he's going to take me. And, uh, not Boof. Right. And he goes after Boof. And like he pushes her out of the way. And yep. Then, like, pushes her out of the way, gives her a kiss, and then makes like, let's get out of here, drop dead. And uh, and that's the end of the movie. Of uh-uh, course, there's the uh-uh. flasher. So There's this one scene where Scott's dad comes down to see Scott, and then there's my dad showed me this last night. <laughs> there was this guy with his pants down in the middle of the scene. Supposedly, that's <laughs> not a guy. It's a girl who undid her pants, and then when she got up, she put it up. But I haven't been able to see the girl. So until until I'm proven wrong, it's a guy. So yeah. yeah. So, okay, so this movie, Teen Wolf, super fun. Um, I would definitely say that this is a really, it's a really good salad comedy. Um, I don't think it would be considered a, a guilty pleasure, you know, the where, okay, you know, there's some movies that you know are bad, but you mm-hmm. love it anyways. Yeah. I actually think this is a legitimate, good, fun movie, and it is... You know, it's actually a really good comedy. Like, what's a guilty pleasure we watch all the time? A guilty pleasure would be like Howard the Duck. That's a guilty pleasure because it's not very good. It's pretty terrible, uh, but it's super fun. We love it. Um, Dumb and uh, I, I was can't about say to Dumb- say is Dumber and Dumber one because not a lot of people like that movie, but that's like our one of our favorite comedies. Right. Um, Tic Tac, sir. We need to do that movie. We already did that movie with Jameson. We did. Yeah. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, um so what okay, so your overall ending thoughts mm-hmm. of this movie. Go ahead. Um, I really like this movie. It was really funny. Um, I would definitely watch it again, like all the time. But um yeah. What would uh what would your what would your rating be um for the movie? Like stars? Yeah. No you know, the letter grades. That's what we like to do. Hmm. B plus. B plus. That's that's a good rating. Um, I actually I would give it the same a B plus because it's not the greatest movie in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a game changer or anything like that. It's um, but like it has those really good moments and then it has those really weird moments and like bad moments. Okay, so what are some of the weird and bad moments? Because you didn't really talk about them. Well, like, what's that one scene? I'm trying to think of one. Because, <laughs> like, I know there's one scene I didn't like. I don't know what scene that was. Um, I forgot what scene it was, but I didn't like a scene in the movie. Okay. All right. So this scene must have must have made you pretty upset to give it a B plus. So. Oh, it was that family scene because it made no freaking sense. It was like, yeah, we're all one big, big happy family here. And then, like, it just really made me mad. Oh, the, okay. The theater scene, that's all right. Um, for me, you know, it's it's just it's a good, fun, salad movie. Um, because of my love for the series is mm-hmm. probably why um, I don't watch this nearly as much anymore. But my love of this movie definitely, uh, when Teen Wolf 2 
uh, came out made me very excited for that. So wrapping up with this one, I definitely would, uh, me and Tabby would agree, solid B plus for this movie. Definitely fun. Uh, you know, we definitely recommend it. Check it out. And there's a new Blu-ray uh, that came out from Shout Factory. A lot of great features that I can't wait to get. So I would definitely buy this on Blu-ray. And uh, so that's it for this review. So let's get into uh, a quick discussion uh, about Team Wolf 2. So here we go. So let's get into, uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on Team Wolf 2, but I thought it was a really good idea for you to watch it because you watched the first one, but you've never seen it from beginning to end. The first time you did was for this review and you've never seen Team Wolf 2. So I thought since it would be, a, you might as well just see the whole Team Wolf universe and, uh, and we can talk about it. So Team Wolf 2 was a sequel, came out two years later, 1987, and uh, this one has uh, Jason Bateman in his first starring role, which Jason Bateman, uh, because of this, there, there's a there's few, there's a couple things in this movie that I absolutely love, and there's a lot of things that I really don't like. But the, one of the things that has continued my love is Jason Bateman, which started in this movie because he was on a TV show that I didn't really like very much, but I definitely loved him in this movie, and and the last movie that you and I watched him in was Central Intelligence. And uh, even oh, though even yeah. though he was a jerk off in that, he was really he mean, was, but he was really good being a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is essentially uh, this. I don't know if you noticed this or not. It's the exact same movie as part one. Exact same movie. Oh, so you did notice it because I didn't mention that. I wanted mm -hmm. you to figure out for yourself. Every almost every scene was identical, but with different characters. Different characters. Different sport. Instead of basketball was boxing. Okay. And then instead of high school was college. Right. Um, and then what's another one? Well, minus the characters because they were all different besides Tubby. Um, oh, well, okay. But most of the storyline was the exact same storyline as part two. <laughs> I mean, part one. Okay. Now, uh, here, which, okay. I was wondering if you were going to notice that. Uh, mm -hmm. Here are some of the things that I really... Do enjoy in this movie. I really love Nikki in this movie. Oh, uh, she, was she, she, she looks like Gal Gadot, uh, she looks a younger like version. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's who plays oh. Wonder Woman. She looks like a younger version of Gal Gadot. Um, I really like the relationship between um, Todd and and Nikki. Um, I actually think I like Nikki a little bit more than Booth. Yeah. 
honestly. Um, I really dig just the, their chemistry because I think with the first one with Scott and Booth, with them being child childhood friends and stuff, it was a different kind of love. This one was just like the, the typical kind that you see, but she fell for him pretty fast, kind of mm-hmm. head over head over heels. And instantly she loved him for him. And yeah. uh, even during his mistakes, uh, mm-hmm. because it's this you're right it's the same movie where once he, be, he he's down and out loser becomes the werewolf and is kind of a team player but then becomes a jerk off while he's the wolf makes a mistake then Makes decides he doesn't want to be a wolf anymore and, and then, then tries to uh tries to patch like, things up yeah. right and then he falls for the wrong girl in this case two, two and then sees the kind of women that they are and then you know good times now the music in this movie has carried on with me through the years um send me an angel and who do you want to be today are two songs that i instantly uh i love and adore i say that the soundtrack in this movie is better than the first movie except for um uh the stupid song from dirty dancing uh, do you love me? That, do yeah, you love I don't really me? like that version of this one. Uh, now, definitely the werewolf makeup looks better in the first one than it does in this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the way the nose but looks. You could kind of tell it was Todd being the wolf. Right. His face still looked pretty the same. Yeah. Uh, and Michael J. Fox, you could. You, yeah, you, you could, could tell, tell yeah. but not in the basketball scene. Right now, um, I definitely love the the teacher. The teacher oh, was she's, awesome. She's like that one teacher that. It's like your dream teacher. She's really nice. She's always there for you when you need her. Um, like she'll actually like help. It's hard to explain, but she's like the really cool teacher you've always wanted. Right. Now the big twist at the end when you oh. find out she's a she wolf, that kind of blew your mind, didn't it? Yeah. Like I was about to check my phone to like do something, and then like watch this. I'm like, what? She's just talking. It's about to be the same thing, but I didn't know she was about to be a werewolf. That's why I told you, put your phone down and pay attention. Um, now, the bad guy in this movie is not very good. He's pretty He's pretty terrible. He's, Mick is way better than um, than him. Um, he, like, he's barely even in the movie, too. Yeah. And, you know, the budget was was $3 million instead of $1 million, And this movie only made $7.9 So not successful at all. Uh, it's universally pretty negative. Um, uh, you know, this, th- now this movie would be a guilty pleasure because mm-hmm. this, this, the first one was a good movie. This one for me is a guilty pleasure because there's things that I do enjoy about it, but I recognize the fact yeah. that, okay, like the girls, terrible acting. I mean, terrible. I just Except like, Except for Nikki. She's good. right. No, uh, Nikki, she's solid. And that's why. Uh, you know, it might be blasphemy to some people to say that I like her better than a booth, but it, I just really enjoy the chemistry of Jason Bateman and her uh, together. And then, like, the semi and angel scene is my favorite scene of the movie of where they're studying. Because I love studying montages. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I never studied as one a my, kid. But One of my favorite scenes between um, Todd and Nikki is when they're in the library and like he snaps on her and then later in the movie when they're in the library Nikki's just sitting there studying right and then Todd comes up so it's right next to her and like they start saying like sorry stuff she goes um I just want you to say sorry to someone who you really like he goes I'm sorry 
to someone that I really love. And I go, yes, that's my boy. <laughs> that That's true. You did yell it out last <laughs> night. I was like, whoa, she, you got really into that scene. You're like, yes, that's my boy. I was like, oh, my God, that was awesome. He's um, smart. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love, I love montage. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for montages. Oh, you, you know what I, a montage yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm a sucker for it, and this one, this movie has really good montages. The "Who Do You Want to Be Today" montage is really good because I love that song, uh, and it's just the boxing is just awesome. It's funny the stuff that happens in there. But and then he becomes once he has the car, that's when he's the utter douchebag werewolf, just like you know Scott became. But when he started, you know, getting on top of the truck, and he thinks he's all awesome and stuff, but. Todd is worse than Scott ever was. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, now, styles. We got different styles. Uh, which styles do you like better? Do you like the styles one. in two or one? One. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. I actually like the styles in two. Really? I do, which is funny. Um, wait, hold on, wait. Yeah, I think I like two better because, like, this styles, like, He's funny and cool all at the same time. He's like, but like, there's this one scene that's really like good. Styles is talking to Todd. He's like, I made you this monster. And like that um, scene is why he's why I like this one better. Yeah. He's like, I'm the re I'm most of the reason why you became this monster. Cause like I pushed you right. to it. You become and a like, jerk. Yeah. He says, since I'm the one that wanted you to be a wolf more than anybody. So I'm partial to the blame, but you've turned into a jerk. There was no, like there was no redeeming, the there was no redeeming scene for Styles in the first movie. It was just he was just wanted him to be the wolf the whole time. In this one, he was just like he realized how much of a jerk he was, and and then even at the at the end of the boxing, he's like, "Are you sure you don't want to be a wolf?" He goes, "Well, he goes, you're gonna die, but that's okay. You know, you you made a great wolf, but you know, I respect it." He had a redeeming factor in part two that he never had in one, and that's why I like the styles more than the one in the yeah, first one. Yeah, I had one. to rethink. Like, at first, like, the coolness is number one, but, okay. like, the more sensitive side goes to this side because, like, gotcha. he realizes that he made Scott, I mean, Todd what he is. Right, and Chubby I like better in this oh, one. because He's really funny. He's funny, but the scene that, that kills it for me is when Todd is getting his ass handed to him in the ring, and he grabs the bolt and he throws it at the bell, <laughs> yeah. and then he has that smirk on his face. <laughs> That's my favorite another scene. And then when favorite. he kisses the girl at the end. And another one of mine is when he take when this when the supposedly bad guy is coming at um um Todd. He takes the water bolt, sprays it in his face. Yeah. And then like when um Todd starts to like get all the like boxing and like rings, and he's like, "Here we go again." Yeah. So. The, definitely the only different scenes we really have outside of the same thing is you have the studying scene and where he where he makes out with Nikki, which we didn't have that in the first one. You have uh, you know you have the confrontation scene instead of bowling, you have golf where mm-hmm. they you know where the girl leaves him kind of thing. Yeah, it's just condensed in part two, so that's really the same. You don't have the car scene, but it still represents that they both became a jerk. Now, the dean in this is worse than the vice principal, but I don't like his performance. I think it's terrible. The guy who played the dean was John uh, Aston, which is a really good actor, but I thought he was a I thought it was a terrible performance. 
He was yeah, very. I, I thought he was way too cheery. Yeah, it, no, not cheery. He was way too like smiling and stuff. You think so? Every almost all the scenes he is like, cause in part one, Scott like the vice principal and Scott have a totally different relationship than these ones. Cause like the pr- vice principal wanted to bust Scott and getting kicked out, but in this one, the dean and Todd like he's giving him all this stuff because like he wants Todd to like lead him somewhere else than he already is. Yeah. Uh, the coach, I like the coach in part one way more than the one in this one. Um, yeah. even though he doesn't have the crazy stories and stuff, he was uh, he just wasn't very like. What I like about the coach in this one, yeah. I don't I don't like him that much. You. Get to see him eat KFC. Yeah. In both movies, there's a KFC box just sitting in there. So this movie holds a 7% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, overwhelmingly disliked by the most by most of the folks. So, um, all right. So this definitely falls into a guilty pleasure. Um, I would say, uh, I would say as an overall movie, um, gosh, it's probably a C minus D plus. Like, I'd give a probably is. Oh man, it's between a C minus and a D plus. But for guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure wise, and because I love the music and stuff, I'd give it like a B minus in the guilty pleasure area mm-hmm. because I know it's crap. But I really do. I won't watch this nearly as much as I would the first one. But I'll throw it in for the various scenes that I do love. One of my like, if I would have to choose my favorite three scenes, one it would be where Styles realizes what he did to Todd, and then when he um like talks to Nikki about like loving her, and then when Chubby throws the thing yeah. at the bell. So what would you, what would your rating be for this one? Movie wise, I'd give it. Um, a C, and just a regular C. No, C minus. C minus. Okay. Um, and for guilty pleasure, I would give it a B minus because like there are those really funny scenes in there. Like a lot of them are chubby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's really then, good. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty pleasure wise, a B minus. Movie wise, C minus. Okay, that's fair enough. All right. So that's our that's the end of the Teen Wolf era. So. Uh, with that being said, uh, I want to finish up the show and uh, get into because uh, some people, uh, some of the STL actually watches this, and some of you guys don't. But I want to wrap things up because I want to talk about the uh, the comparisons and the differences of the uh, of the TV show. So let's finish up this review and let's get into Team Wolf, the TV show. <laughs>
All right, so uh, Team Wolf uh, TV show. Now, before you get your excitement level, <laughs> you know, hold, hold your horses. I want to talk about a few things real quick, and then we'll get into your thoughts and all that good stuff. So okay. Team Wolf, uh, this is back in 2011. And it's 2017 now? Correct. All right. So um, this show premiered on my birthday on June 5th, 2011. Now, a couple different uh, trepidations I had on this. Number one, uh, MTV. Now, uh, when I was your age, MTV stood for... Like mu music television, right? Correct. That's yeah. what MTV stood for. However, it was only music videos. Right. It was music videos. Now, you did have the occasional um, reality shows. Real World was pretty much the first reality TV show we ever had. It was a bunch of bunch of guys, bunch of guys and girls that were living in a house together, and that was the kind of the beginning of what we now have on TV called reality TV. And mm -hmm. MTV really was the the front runner of of that. And but Teen Wolf, because of my love of the first one, I was like, okay, so they're going to be making a comedy series on, on MTV? Okay. Uh, I found out that there was going to be a Scott in the Styles, and it was going to be taking place in the same place, Beacon Town. But outside of that, they were changing a few things. Instead of basketball, they were going to do lacrosse. And then instead of Beacon Town, Beacon Hills. Uh, yeah, that they were changing the name of the town. And that uh, it was going to be somewhat taken seriously. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give it a try. Now, your mom, me, and you, we all love werewolves. Mm -hmm. uh, but very few and far between are werewolves done very good. Especially in television because werewolves yeah. usually look a like... A lot of the time they look like utter trash. Right. Exactly. But in this, they uh, look... We're getting there. Chill. Calm it down. All right. I can't. Let, I'm too let... excited. I know. All right. So... Uh, this premiered on June 5th, 2011, and the first episode hit, and we have Tyler Posey as our as our Scott Howard, and Scott. and Dylan O'Brien. What? Scott McCall. What? Scott McCall. Yeah, it's Scott McCall. Okay, Tyler oh, Posey yeah, 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 as yeah, Scott, Scott McCall, Crystal Reed as Allison, Tyler Hecklin as Derek, Dylan O'Brien as Styles. Right, Styles Stalinsky. They kept that the same. Okay, so anyways, uh. The thing is, is right off the bat, um, it kind of starts off kind of spooky, and mm -hmm. uh, we get a shot of the, of the of the werewolf for the first time. And I had to the admit, alpha. when it, when I first when I first saw the werewolf, I was pretty impressed, especially on an MTV budget. Now, um, here's something that I want to talk about in comparison. Now, when I was your age, there was um, there was a show that I was getting into that had the same concept. There was a movie. That was made in the 80s mm -hmm. and it was a pretty funny movie and then nobody really thought anything of it until the person who who actually wrote the movie decided he wanted to make a tv show but he wanted to make it more serious and he wanted to make it uh for the teenagers and that was mm -hmm. called buffy the vampire slayer oh i love that show now buffy was a show that started off with vampires mm -hmm. and as the show grew built its universe and that's and that was my show i i was so emotionally invested in buffy the vampire slayer it wasn't just a show it was a, it was just so relating to life everything that was happening in that show so as teen wolf um the first season started to go and like right off the bat the first episode got me got you got your mom we were pretty much hooked because 
your mom and me were like, I think this is going to suck ass. But we're going to try it anyways. And the first episode was great. Second so one got better. Right. But the, the biggest thing with Teen Wolf, the show, it's very similar to Buffy in the fact of it's a universe build. It's the first season starts off with werewolves. And as the seasons go on, it builds its universe. Yeah, so you no longer have right. You no longer have werewolves. You have werewolves, but you have very supernatural stuff. You got supernatural season, ninjas. Season one was the alpha. Season two was the canima. Hold on, season- people need to know what the hell you're talking about. So alpha would be the alpha Peter. werewolf. Oh, yeah. You don't need to know the character. Oh, okay. We, we are, we're describing the the supernatural oh. beings of the seasons. Oh, okay. Understand now? Yes. Okay, comprehend? Okay. Got it? Yes. All right, let's go. Okay. Season one was the alpha werewolf. Correct. Season two, they had a lizard that had venom out of his fingernails that if he cut you, you would, um, you know, be numb throughout you your You would whole be body. numb. So that's, that, that, that's why it got scary because yeah, some of our favorite characters were were numb and you were like, are they going to die? I, Styles, when he got numb, D- I thought just he was dead. Move on. Move on. Okay. Let's see. Season three. That one was probably Void Styles, right? That was the that main was, villain. That was that's my favorite that's season. That's one of is my three. favorite styles is that season, Void Styles. Right. Um and why did we have a Void why did Styles become the no, bad No, first it was Ninjas. First it was the Ninjas. Oh yeah, let, let me explain. So as the first two seasons were just your typical, I think you only had like uh maybe 7 8 episodes. Now season 3 they decided to do something a little bit different. They wanted to take the Pretty Little Liars route. Pretty Little Liars started this thing, which a lot of shows then caught on. Pretty Little Liars wanted to play throughout the year, but it did two parts. It did mm-hmm. a summer and a winter, which I thought was brilliant because you could totally... Because the thing that sucks with shows is you watch them, they do the 21 episodes, and then you got to wait almost a freaking year before you get the show back. Well, if you're doing it where you're splitting the season it's in like half, six months. yeah, you don't have to wait that long and, and you get your season. So season three, we had a part one, we had a part two. So the part one of season three, it we dealt Samurai with ninjas. Samurai Ninjas, which was amazing. I'm like, we got ninjas in a werewolf show. This is this is when I officially my love for Team Wolf went through the roof mm-hmm. was in season three because I'm like I no longer I'm dealing with werewolves I'm no longer dealing with a stupid lizard I'm dealing with ninjas because I love ninjas. ninjas so then part three is, it transferred over to where Styles became the bad guy but there was two versions of them there's the good Styles and the bad one there's like a normal Styles and then there was a Void Styles right. now let's get he to the was, next season what we had season, for season um four um that. That was the uh, the guys with the face, right? The um, uh, with the masks on, the nope. scary looking dude. The dread doctor. Yeah, the dread nope, doctor. No, but that was season four. That's season. No, that's season five because that's the season we're missing. Right. So what? Okay, after Void Styles, it came. This is good podcasting. I'm. What the hell is season four? Okay. Season... Obviously, it wasn't very good because you can't remember. No, uh, it was. All seasons are great. Oh, season four was when they had the were coyote. No, that was no. Uh, benefactors. No. Yeah, the benefactors, the big things. Um, yeah, they sucked. Yeah. Well, that season wasn't as good, but it was still good. You know what I mean? And season five was these dread doctors. Those guys were scary as it hell. Was they were scary. badass. And now season season six, six is though the, that this season, is the final. This no, it's is the, not. This is the final season. We're in yes, part two part of one, season though. six. Part one. 
is with the ghost riders. Yeah, and Once they take you, you're forgotten. Right. Now, the, the reason why this That was happened, so emotional. Hold on. Calm down. I'm the, sorry. The reason why we had this is this is when Dylan O'Brien had his accident. Dylan O'Brien has become the... I would say Dylan O'Brien became the star of the show because Styles, um, unlike the movie, Styles was very oh. much a best friend who was number one. He was very smart. His see everybody in the show has, has is has supernatural. Like a, They're all supernatural except, except for, for Styles. Styles Styles' power is his Styles brain. Styles has a baseball bat. No, Styles' power is his brain. Yeah. He is the one that figures everything out. He comes up with all the plans. The problem is, is because of his accident, they had to figure out a way of, he wasn't going to be in the show very much, but how do they make him to where he's in every episode, but he's not physically there. So they made the show around him to where uh, he's taken in the first episode and everybody's memory is wiped of styles. And each episode, it they slowly comes back. Remember him. Right. So you had Dylan O'Brien in a few episodes, but not very much. Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic. It was very creative how they did it. And in the new season, which were two episodes in the final season, he was in the very first episode and he was not in the second. So whether he'll be in the third through the there's seven, there's seven episodes left. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk when we, when the show ends, we'll get back together and talk about overall how it ended. But for we right, should do a whole Teen Wolf TV show episode. No, I will talk for hours upon hours. Our, uh, calm down. Oh my gosh. Now I know why I sounded when I was talking Buffy. So here's essentially our, our differences or, or the similarities we have. So we have obviously Scott and Styles, who are best friends. That still remains. But Styles is very likable. He's very funny. He's very smart. And he became the star lovable. of the show. He is one of the one characters, like, if he dies, you wouldn't want to watch the show anymore. Right. He's such an amazing character. I don't think anybody could have played Styles better than Dylan O'Brien. Now, Tyler Posey, who is uh, who is our main actor. Now, off screen, he's very insane. He's very off the wall. I think he has ADHD very badly and doesn't take any meds. But when he's in the show, he's very calm and he's a very cool leader all this and that good stuff. And now the the kind of the starting bad guy in part one was uh, Peter. The, no, it was Tyler uh, Hutchinson uh, or Hutchland, who is the new Superman on Supergirl. Uh, his name is Derek. Uh, he kind of was he's kind of a jerk off and he became more likable as the seasons went on. And then eventually he left and now he's on Supergirl. Uh, but now he's coming back for the final episode, which is pretty cool. Wait, he, we missed one because the Dirac is one. Well, that would be... Um, that would be, I think... No, because one, it's when they have that big, like, you're my brother scene. Like, when everybody starts going crazy. People have no idea what you're talking about, so that's okay. Um, we're talking... You're talking about um, Jackson. Uh, he was in the first season, Colton, who went over the arrow. Colton Haynes... Yeah, I think it was season three with the... Because one of them is the Duroc. I swear one of them is the... People have no idea what that is. Okay, it's this crazy Jennifer girl who is, like, making everybody go crazy, trying to kill themselves, make all the werewolves um, kill themselves, and yeah. Yeah, so that would be... That's that's in the earlier seasons. That, yeah. yeah but she wasn't the a main, main bad guy, but... Yeah, she, oh, it was with the alphas. It was with all the main alphas. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot about them, too. A lot goes on within these seasons, guys. It's true, but okay. So differences. The coach. Well, the coach is 
he's still he's still really he's he's funny but he's funny but he's not he doesn't tell you stupid stories he's just he he doesn't pay attention to what's going on around him like the coach in the first in the in their movies but uh he doesn't he gives you good stories and he threatens you a lot yeah he's like you're off the team yeah yeah um outside of that uh instead of scott having a dad he has a mom because uh, his dad left, and he's actually an FBI agent who's uh, actually slowly coming around the show as is getting towards its end. But Scott hates his dad in verses in the show. Obviously, his mom is dead. He loves his dad. So the cool thing is, is that the mom is a nurse in a hospital, kind of like we have in the Marvel series. Uh, the mom is very – she helps – she learns about – Scott being a werewolf and actually is very supportive. So she's very boof, and, and she's very the- Nikki. And yeah, like, and very supportive and actually helps him with his trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Scott's girlfriend, who was uh, my second favorite character, Allison. Allison. Uh, she was awesome. She had a bow and arrow. She was very <gasps> Laura Croft. She was a hunter. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of hunters, but it's a very it really big supernatural show. Spoiler alert. What if people want to watch it? Now you just spoiled it. No, they can't hear Jerk me. Jerk off. That's why I talked to them. They yeah. can't hear me you were talking. So. <laughs> So basically, the the great thing about this show is, even though it's on MTV, it is the best MTV show because it's uh, by far. It's not MTV in regards to like budget or anything like that. The only MTV thing about it is the fact it plays music. That's really yeah. the only the only MTV thing about it. MTV thing about it. Another thing that I love is I'm a big sucker for theme songs, and shows these days don't have theme songs. This show does. Just like Knight Rider, it has a theme song. doesn't actually have words. But, but it's, it's like the beat and the music. It's, it's just it's, amazing. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And like with all of like everybody gets their own like different scene. And like as the years progress, they change it up a little bit. Like the different scenes in the theme song. Right. And like. Which you've been here. You know, you heard the theme song when I did the intro of this. But uh, yeah, just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, it, there's very similarities to Buffy and, and, uh, Teen Wolf because you have, uh, you know, you, Willow was like the first gay, uh, you know, Willow was gay on the show and you have, you, the... you have a few gay people, um, on, on Teen Wolf and, yeah. and it was kind of surprising. They did it very gracefully. Oh, you had Danny and the werewolf right. first. Uh, so like in, in Buffy you had girls but in Team Wolf, you have guys. So that's kind of how they flip that up. The creator of the show, Jeff Daniels, is actually gay himself. So that's why he wanted to throw a lot of that in there to help any teenager who's watching and going through that. They could relate. Uh, and the funny thing is he actually made a show called Criminal Minds, which is a fantastic show. Very hardcore, very crazy. And then he makes Team Wolf. So Je- anytime Jeff Davis writes or directs an episode, you know it's going to be good. Kind of like when Josh Whedon... Uh, would write or direct an episode of Buffy, you knew either one, somebody was dying, or number two, you were crying. And that's kind of what happens whenever he does. Uh He writes a particular episode or directs a certain episode, and you see his name on the screen, you better start freaking out. So there's a lot of similarities between Buffy and Teen Wolf. It's very cool. Uh, My love for Teen Wolf is pretty high. It's pretty insane. And I I never thought that, you know, a, a show based off a movie would be so successful but because of how you know buffy the movie it was good you know it wasn't it's probably more of a guilty pleasure than it is actually a good movie but who would have thought that a tv show would be so amazing off of that and kind of the same thing as the team wolf show was way better than the movies 
So unfortunately, a lot of people don't give it a try because it's got that whole MT. It's it's from MTV. So they're like, no, we're not going to watch it. So that's kind of the bad thing. So I highly recommend. Unfortunately, it's never been on Netflix. It's never been on Hulu, but you can rent it and you can actually buy it pretty cheap. You can get it for like 10 bucks. Um, like at Walmart, they have a whole season. Every season yeah. is a different DVD. Every season's it's 15 bucks. It's about like $15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's very cool. It's very fun. Um, what else do you want to say about the show? I like the show more than the movie because mainly because of the characters and how much effort they put into the show. And, like, you get so attached to the characters that, like, whenever any of them die, it's, like, so emotional. Like, I'm not going to say who, but, like, in one episode, somebody died, and I just sat there on the couch with my mouth wide open, and I had tears running down my eyes. It was so sad. Running down your face. Yeah. Coming out of your eyes, running down your face. Yeah. That's what you want to say. Like, you get so emotionally tied to the characters. It's so crazy. It's true. So um, that's pretty much, you know, I, I wanted to kind of do high level of the show. Um, not really get too much into it because, I mean, we're talking six seasons here. But, you know, when the show wraps up, we will get back together uh, probably during a movie review and just say, hey, we're going to give you an update on how the show ended. Uh, here's kind of my expectations of what I want uh, of the show to end. Now, obviously... I'm pretty sure that Styles and Scott uh, are going to make it, especially if I think I read a spoiler about how the final. Unfortunately, Tyler Posey kind of talks too much in interviews, and he talked about his final day of shooting of what it was like, which kind of told me how the episode's going to end. So I'm not going to give you that information, but. I'm pretty sure that the main people, Lydia, who's a banshee, I'm pretty sure the top three people are going to live. But Scott, Styles, and Lydia. The thing is, on a on a final season... Anybody can die. Yeah, all rules, all rules are over. Um, you know, I'm glad Pretty Little Liars ended this year because I was getting exhausted with that show. Uh, like, and, I still love this show, but, like, yeah, it was, like, getting, like, too many... <sighs> Too much crap. Yeah. And I, I like the way that that show ended. And like, it and it has a lot of great messages out there for, like, girls and everything. Yeah. And, like, everybody, but... um. I'm okay with people dying as long as we get a payoff, you know. And I, I think they're going to do that. Uh, I don't know how much of Dylan O'Brien we're going to get in the final couple yeah. episodes. But, you know what? It is what it is. And I'm glad we're getting as many people back as we can. So, I think it will hold... It, you know the thing with me in shows if the ending is terrible it ruins the show for me so i'm hoping we're gonna have a really good like ending. ending yeah. yeah okay so that was our review of uh team wolf the series and uh, we did get an email so let's go ahead and read that and let's hear what the stl nation had to say Uh, 
All right. So our email comes from Hurricane Andrew, and he actually wrote in for Pee Wee. And I told him, hey, thanks for writing in for Pee Wee, but we're doing Team Wolf first. He's like, okay, cool. I'll write in for that. So here's what he had to say. Dear Mike Mack and Team Mac, what's up, guys? When you put the vote up for the next episode, it was hard for me to choose between Pee Wee and Team Wolf because I love both of these movies. So I'm glad you decided to do both. Teen Wolf was one of my favorites growing up. I still watch it all the time and have even introduced my kids to it and they like it. Looking forward to hear what you guys think of the movie. Not sure if this is T-Mac's first viewing, but I'm interested to hear her perspective. So it technically wasn't your first viewing, but it, but it was, was your first, first time full watching it all the way through. Yeah, right. It was your first time watching it from beginning to end. Because when I was like when I was younger than now, I didn't like the movie. I didn't want to sit through and watch it. I just wanted to play. I didn't even, like, I, it was weird. I watched the beginning, half of the middle, and then later, like, whenever it was on again, I watched the end of the middle and the end. Okay, so we have a series of movies that on Tuesday nights, get home from work, and you're like, let's throw in a movie. So we have a series of movies that we watch. Uh, License to Drive, Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off, um, Dumb and Dumber. Um, there's a couple of them. So, yeah. Would we throw Team Wolf into the mix now? Yeah. We would? Mm -hmm. That that would be a solid let's let's uh, let's have some fun with this movie and laugh cuz I mean you would I mean you were laughing. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes is when he did the blow jar. That's still one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> All right, cool. I just cool. really like this So one. yeah, definitely she would she definitely enjoyed it and we would add it to our uh to our list. Now, um after we do Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, Tabby said for auto commentary, she wants to do License to Drive because she can watch that movie over and over and over and never get sick of it. And because I've already reviewed it, we haven't done the auto commentary to that. And then she can give her thoughts and perspective while we watch the movie. So uh, our next episode will be Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then after that will be um, the auto commentary for License to Drive. So yes. there you go. Good times. All right. So finishing up, he said, on the last episode with Jameson, you guys mentioned easily one of my top five movies of all time, The Great Outdoors. Dude, eventually you guys have to do an episode on this. I can't believe you haven't really seen this movie before. Also, do a Facebook Live video in the future would be cool. Catch you guys later, Hurricane Andrew. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I think T-Mac and I could definitely do that. We could say, hey, uh, we're going to go Facebook Live in a little bit. And uh, then we'll see how many people actually come on and we could talk to you guys. So that'd be kind of cool. So Yeah, we could do like a question and answer. We could do a Q&A. Yeah, a Q&A. That'd be fun. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. I like that. So um, I think that, yeah, that's it for emails. So thank you, Hurricane Andrew, for writing in. Always appreciate it. And I was only giving you crap about, you know, listening to the backlog because I love the fact that you go back and you listen to all that stuff because, you know, it gives me a reason to keep it on iTunes, number one. And uh, it's pretty cool. I know how much you love the show and that means a lot to me. So thank you for always going back and listening to that stuff. I was just trying to make Jameson laugh. Uh, so I do appreciate it and I wasn't giving you a hard time. So thank you so much for always going back and listen to all that stuff. Cause sometimes I do too. I randomly will throw an old episode on just so I can kind of relive the moment. It's good. So let's get into the uh, music spotlight.
All right. So for this edition of the Music Spotlight, um, I don't have a particular new song that I've been absolutely loving. I've been kind of going back and listening to some older stuff from last year, things like that. So I would definitely say the Music Spotlight that I want to go with is a song that I've played a couple times. Is on... it that one Toby Mac song? No. Oh. Would you listen to what I got to say first? Sure. Okay. So the song that I wanted to play uh, was my favorite song from Teen Wolf 2, and that's Send Me an Angel. I love, love, oh, love yeah, that song. It was yeah. funny because we listened to that song, and then we watched the movie yeah. as soon as we got home. Yeah, I, I've, I played it a couple times during the uh, STL uh, Underground Hour. So and since a lot of people don't listen to that, it'll be cool because I could play it on the movie preview show. But uh, yeah. You know, out of all of the songs in the Team Wolf series, uh, not series, but in the Team Wolf universe, you know, part one and part two, uh, and even the TV show, uh, Send Me an Angel is, whenever I hear that song, I instantly think of Team Wolf and all the good times I have with Team Wolf and the Team Wolf universe. So, uh, so that's it. T-Mac, thank you for joining me. Did you have fun today? Yes. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to write in, feel free to do so, stlpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Facebook group, please do so. Just type in STL, the, just type in the STL Nation in Facebook and uh, join the group. That'll be fun. Uh, do you know what we forgot to do? What we forgot? We to forgot do. a savage line in this. We haven't had one savage line in this. Uh, well, you said actually in part two, uh, you were like, "Oh, that was savage," and I think it was no at the golf course. What? what the guy said i wrote it down here you're like i don't mess with chipmunks or something like oh, that yeah. what does he say um <laughs> <laughs> he says something like um golf course you know see now i can't find no, he it he goes something like i don't talk to chipmunks or something like yeah. that <laughs> you're like hashtag savage that was funny um <laughs> What's another? Th I'm trying to think of something. Oh well, I think the best one is when, uh, in part two, when he first becomes the werewolf in the ring and he jumps up. There's a guy that yells out really oh, loud, yeah. "Holy sh!" Yeah, really loud. <laughs> that was awesome. You're like savage. That was great. So, uh, so there you go. Um, so our next episode uh, will be Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Looking forward to that. Uh, we can revisit Chubby in a different format. And uh, I can't wait to talk that movie because we have a lot I've, of good times watching that movie. I don't think I've ever watched that one all the way through. Yeah, you have. You've watched it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. All the way through? You, you even, yeah, all the way through. And we even watched the new Netflix movie, Pee Wee's Grand Adventure, where he gets... Uh, like this house and this best yeah, friend. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, that was best really weird. That was really weird. I definitely like Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. way better. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is awesome. Yeah, my favorite. Just spoiler alert. My favorite stuff is. Uh, I say we stomp him, and then uh, what? What does that guy say? Damn it! He goes, first we chomp him, then we tattoo him, then we hang him, and then we kill him. I say you let him go. No. What's a peewee line? Huh? What's a peewee line? Like, he's got lots of peewee lines. No, I mean like, because he says something really funny. I can't think of what he says though. I know you are, but what am I? I know you, you are, like, but what am I? Infinity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
There's a lot of great lies you're going to talk about. I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably do that review sooner than later, especially the way our excitement level is going. But you got a sleepover you need to get to, so that won't be today. But, hey, three episodes in one month, I think that's pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, I did my top. We'll make it four. Uh, well, it hasn't hit the end of August yet, so that is possible. So um, good time. So thank you guys for uh, for sticking around and checking us out and uh, hopefully this time you heard T-Mac uh, in the mic. Yes, I'm sitting closer to the mic now. <laughs> well, plus, uh, f- there was just a screw-up with Skype. It was just real terrible. But me and Jameson, we got it figured out for next time uh, when we all get together. It'll be good. So thank you guys again. And uh, I'm going to leave you guys with real life and send me an angel. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. So you guys have a good one. Take care. Masunas out. Mm-hmm.